to the Happy Whole You podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, your brain health and wellness expert. Here we talk about all things wellness with a focus on how your brain functions. So the daily impact of our physical, nutritional, financial, even spiritual lives, how they impact our brain, including how we navigate all of our relationships on a daily basis, all have a major impact on how our brain functions. So get ready to rewire your biology and your brain because we have a lot of great information ahead. All right, Dr. Haley, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So I've never done a podcast centered around hormones. And so I'm excited to learn from you and hear about all things hormones from you because you have an online course that you help women with hormones through the course. And so I guess just first, can you give everyone a little bit of your background and what made you get into really working with women with hormones and why you're passionate about it? Sure. So I am a licensed and trained chiropractor. I have a big background in nutrition. I got my master's in nutrition when I was going to chiropractic school. So I knew that that was kind of like the realm I wanted to work on. I never thought that I would be into the realm of hormones until I was kind of going through my own journey. I think we all have like our own pain to purpose. And mine was definitely hormones as I was in chiropractic school, you know, dealing with all the stress of that and learning about birth control and the effects that it can have on hormones and you know, really kind of learning like how the body actually works. That was kind of like my light bulb moment where I'm like, okay, I really need to be kind of practicing what I'm preaching and, you know, talking about how I can support the body from the root cause. Right. And so that's kind of what led me down the path of really exploring like what hormones are, how do we balance them? How do we really kind of create harmony and just synergy in the body so that everything can work better? You know, your gut can work better. Your skin can be glowing. We don't have to dread painful periods. We can have optimal fertility because at the time when I was on birth control, I was with my now husband and like, we knew that we were going to be together. We knew that we were going to be engaged in a few, like, I think we got engaged probably like a year, a few months, no, six months after I got off the pill. And so like, that was something that was on my radar. Like I knew that I wanted to have kids in the future and I just didn't want birth control to be an issue with it because I had just been seeing a lot on social media, not as much as it is now, but like on social media, there were a few people kind of in that space who were getting off birth control. They were struggling to get their hormones back. And I was like, I just don't want to struggle with that whenever that time comes. And now in clinical practice, I see that a lot of people are just going off the pill and they're like, I want to get pregnant like tomorrow. I'm like, well, that doesn't really quite work that way. Some people it does. Some people are unicorns. They go right off the birth control pill. They don't have any negative ramifications. They just can completely go on with their life. And that's freaking amazing. But that's not the typical person that I see. And so I really do. I kind of stepped into this space of really kind of helping women understand what hormones are. You know, it's a big kind of buzzword, right? Hormones, like we hear it all the time, but like what it actually means, all the systems that go into balancing it and just how we can support it from a natural and holistic approach to using diet, lifestyle, herbs, root cause medicine, you know, to help everybody feel, you know, optimal, whether they're dealing with cystic acne, whether they're dealing with painful periods, they're struggling with fertility. I mean, sometimes hormone issues look a little bit different on everybody, but they all very much so have similar root causes. Oh, wow. So, okay. I want to go into those root causes, but first, can we back up to the pill? Mm. Because I think, well, I know a lot of girls go on birth control 
from a younger age. Mm -hmm. And then, so what are the ramifications of that? What is, cause I am that unicorn. I like literally got pregnant. I don't even, it was like, you know, I got off birth control and it was like, bam. That's amazing. I was pregnant. So what's going on when someone's taking the pill for a long period of time, what's going on biologically in their body and how are their hormones being impacted? And then why is it so hard for women to get pregnant when they get off the pill? Yeah. So essentially the way the pill works is it's synthetic forms of hormones that go in and essentially essentially stop the communication between your brain and your ovaries so that our body's not making our own hormones. So essentially our body's just relying on synthetic hormones to kind of go through a fake cycle. It's not a real cycle, the period or bleed on, I put it in quotes because the bleed on the pills really not, it's more of just, you're not having synthetic hormones. So our body kind of goes through a withdrawal just as in a real period. That's the, during the time when our hormones are at their lowest point. So it's, it's kind of simulating that, but it's not a true thing. So what really bothers me is like when people are put on birth control to fix their hormone issues, but it's not really fixing anything. It's, it's a bandaid. Right. And I'm not discounting, like, I'm not by any means anti-birth control. I'm not by any means, like it's the worst thing in the world. I just think there's a lot of informed consent missing around it. Because if I was told when going on birth control for acne, not even for birth control purposes, you know, it's going to deplete you of things like selenium, B vitamins, zinc. It can be more prone to having things like leaky gut. So if you notice bloating or constipation or any digestive issues, this could potentially be why. So told you that? No, they didn't. I said, if they told me that I totally would have, no, no. Yeah. If if they would have told me those things, I probably could have sat there as an informed consumer. and been like, I don't know if this is worth it, but I was not told any of those things. So people are just kind of like, Oh sweet. This is just kind of like my lottery ticket win, right? Like my acne will be gone. My periods will be better. I don't even have to have a period. Like what a win instead of actually learning what your hormones are telling you, like your hormones. And I see your period is like a report card, right? So Every month we get our monthly hormonal report card. How do we do? What are our hormones telling us? Are they telling us that, you know, we could have done a little bit better in terms of liver support? Are they telling us that we, you know, maybe shouldn't have had that extra glass of wine on that weekend because we're having a little bit more cramps. You know, I see, and so many women are just totally not even connected with their bodies. Like we have no idea that the symptoms that we're feeling are our body's way of communicating with us. We're just told, Oh, I've got a headache. Let me just take an ibuprofen. Oh, I've got a migraine. I'm a week out before my period. Let me just take an Excedrin. Oh, I've got painful periods. Let me just take this. Like we're just so disconnected. And that's a big passion of mine is to teach you like, okay, those things are telling you something we need to figure out what they're telling you. But then we also need to address like why they're happening in the first place. You know, I'm definitely a big fan of like even more natural remedies, things like turmeric and just certain essential oils for remedies. But again, we still want to get to the root cause and not just like slap a bandaid on it. So the birth control pill, like I was saying, it's not I'm not anti-birth control. I just, I'm, I'm really pro-informed consent and really helping you understand like what's going on in your body. And women aren't told that you might struggle to get your period back. You might struggle to ovulate. You might struggle getting things back in control when you go off because that's just not something, I don't know. It's just not something that they tell us, which is really, really unfortunate. And so that's kind of my place to be like, okay, if you're on birth control, here are some things that we can do to support you. Here's some things that we can focus on. But most of the time when people really understand what's going on, they realize that there are other options, which is great. Um, I, it's so great that we have other options and that they can do other things to help support the body. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You know what? It, it drives me crazy how we're not informed 
right? On so many fronts. It's just, it's just crazy. So, so why let's do a couple of these things. So why would a woman get headaches right before their period or during their period? Mm. What, what's that? What is that a sign of? Because that's a sign of either low progesterone or high estrogen. Um, migraines can be a sign of lower estrogen. So there's kind of like a differentiation between like a headache and a migraine. Uh, typically migraine is due to, like I said, low progesterone, but headaches can be high estrogen. It also can be a mix of the two. I'm a really big fan of the Dutch test because it really kind of helps show like in real time where your hormones are at. I don't love like typical b- blood draw for hormone. It's just like, it's very surface level is the Dutch test, the saliva and the urine. Yeah. That's it's, um, it can be all urine, but if you opt to do the 20 or the, uh, cortisol awakening response, it will be saliva. Yeah. I've done that. That was, yeah. I run it on myself at least once a year, if not twice, that's kind of like my yearly checkup for myself to see like how things are going. Um, it's a phenomenal test, but, but by all means, like we don't need to, you don't necessarily always need to just invest a ton of money into a functional test. You can really take these signs and symptoms, right? Like of headaches, like, okay. Um, you know, where are my estrogen and progesterone levels or, um, another really good one is like breast tenderness. That's a big liver thing. And like lymphatic drainage, especially cause like our breasts are right near our armpits, which is where our biggest lymphatic drainage is. And so a lot of liver sluggishness I see, um, it's a big, it can be a big sign of estrogen dominance, especially like incredible pain before your period. Cramping is a big thing with estrogen, like higher estrogen and minimal progesterone. Progesterone is a hormone that we make after we ovulate. So we ovulate typically mid cycle, and then we start making progesterone, which helps increase our metabolic rate. It's going to increase your heart rate a little bit, might increase your appetite a little bit, which is good because it's, it's giving us a little bit more of a burn, but it's our pro gestation hormone. So it's helping our body get ready for pregnancy. And then if we're not pregnant, it just drops off before our period. And then we have our period, but a lot of women don't make it because progesterone, it competes very heavily with cortisol and cortisol always wins. Um, so if we're too stressed, we're overtraining, we're over dieting, we're not nourishing our bodies enough. We're just stressed physically, mentally, emotionally, like cortisol is going to get the nutrients and cofactors that it needs to make the hormone and progesterone is just kind of like, that's a luxury to get pregnant. Like it's not a luxury to survive, which is more cortisol. So I really tell women, like, we really need to kind of take all these different things and kind of like have mental notes to be like, Oh, I was more stressed or, Oh yeah. Like I wasn't eating a lot or I was, I've been dieting for months or like I've been doing two a days and workouts or I've been doing the Peloton too hard to be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense that I'm not making enough progesterone because I feel all these symptoms right before my period. And so progesterone is that hormone that kind of helps level out estrogen. Estrogen is a great hormone. It's what makes our skin glow. It's what makes us have our women, our feminine and women features. But like when it's out of balance, especially second half, that's where we just feel like more bloated. Your rings might not come off. You might be holding onto water. You might be bloated, you know, and you might have the breast tenderness, all of those things, which again are very common, but we don't have to experience them. Yeah. So one thing interesting back in the day before I was educated on, you know, these things (laughs) and I would just go to the white coat doctor and just allow them to prescribe and do whatever. And I just trusted everything. Mm -hmm. I was running a lot and I was competing and, um, I wasn't having a period. Yeah. And so I didn't think it was that big a deal because my body fat was so low that, you know, it's pretty normal to stop having your period. And I went to this doctor and she was like, oh, you need to go on this because you're premenopausal. And if you don't take this, then this could, you could eventually just not have children. 
And, um, and so she put me on progesterone, right. Cause my cortisol was high. Cause I was competing and doing all that. And yeah, I was, I was pregnant within 30 days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not really planning on that. And I was taking ovulation tests, which was interesting. That was my, that was my form of birth control wow. was to take ovulation tests. And they said, yeah. I was ovulating, but yet because sperm can live, I mean, yeah. you know, so, but again, I wasn't an educated consumer. Yep. I, there, I just thought, oh, I just take this pill and it'll, it'll help me, but I won't be able to get pregnant as long as my ovulation test says I'm not ovulating. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's how my first son was, uh, came to be. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's the body's amazing. And when we really support it with certain things, like I've had so many people like that, we would, we start working on a protocol and I get a message and it's like their positive pregnancy test. And they're like, so many of them have been told by their OBs, like, you know what, if you don't get pregnant off of Clomid, your next step's going to be a fertility clinic or your next step's IVF. And IVF is expensive. Oh, like yeah. very, all these, all these interventions that women are told, like that's their only option. They're mm-hmm. very expensive. And so I say, instead of kind of just going like, oh, but it didn't work Clomid or whatever didn't work. Like, let's go to this treatment that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. What about going to, you know, an integrative or functional or naturopathic doctor who's going to help you look at the root cause, like why you aren't getting pregnant, why you're struggling with fertility, why you're not ovulating, you know, whether your goals pregnancy or not, I do think that every woman should be ovulating like on a monthly basis. That's truly like, I see it as the highlight of your cycle. I don't see the, everyone like looks at the period and that's important, but like, if you're not ovulating, that's the most important factor. Like, are you, are you, is your body telling you that it's safe enough to conceive? If that's what you wanted to do, then great. But if you're not like, we need to look at like, what are, why, why does your body not feel safe? What is it missing? You just gave me an aha moment. That is so amazing. You're right. Like if you're not ovulating, that should be a big warning sign that there are some foundation foundational things of your health that are going awry that are not working. Oh my gosh. I never thought about it that way. That is, that's really powerful. Um, I can always tell when I'm ovulating. Me too. I feel it like this month I ovulated on the left side last month. It was on the right side. Yeah. Like, there's things that I tell people to look for. And they're like, I don't even know where I'm at in my cycle. So, I mean, if you are like, a, if you are sitting there and you're like, I don't even know where I'm at. Start just tracking your cycle. So your cycle goes from bleed to bleed. Like it's a 30, 28 to 35 days. Some, you might be a little bit in or out of that range, but like start there. Then you can kind of start looking, okay, mid cycle. Are you starting to feel any symptoms? Like, do you feel like little twinges near your ovaries or do you feel like an increase in libido? Cause that's a phenomenal sign. Like libido is also <laughs> a really, really good indicator of like, I'm healthy. Cause a lot of women come to me and they're like, I don't have libido. Like, I don't want to have sex with my husband or I don't like have any desire. And I'm like, okay, like women, I feel like we see it as like, okay, whatever. Like I just, that's not a big deal. One that puts, can put a huge strain on our relationships. And two, like, that's a big sign of health. Like if you are vibrant enough to like, want to procreate, right. I mean, that's a good sign. Like everything else is in balance. So if you're not, if you are kind of listening to this and you're like, oh my God, that's me, you know, just kind of start tracking your cycle. So then you can get an idea, like what symptoms are you experiencing? So many of these free apps allow you to even put in like, you know, symptoms that you might be experiencing and then, you know, be able to, you know, then you can kind of have like a pattern be like, Oh, you know, like every day around ovulation, like I feel bloated or I feel like, you know, I I have more libido or, you know, whatever, whatever that symptom is like, 
that's a really great way that you can start really getting in tune with your body and knowing like how you can personally support it. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break and share with you my book, Stop Bullying Yourself. Identify your inner bully and get out of your own way and enjoy greater health, wealth, happiness, and success. This book is available at happyholeyou.com. And when you place your order, I will also include a nice free gift. Or you can actually get this book on Audible and I will read the book to you. So if you're looking for a good personal growth book, I would love for you to read this book. Give me a review and shoot me an email at info at happy whole you and let me know what you loved about the book. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, it's it's so important to listen to our bodies. And I don't think we're, we're never taught that, right? Like we're never taught to listen to our bodies and, you know, all the things. Um, so what, if, what would somebody, what would be an initial inkling? Like, you know, if they can't feel themselves ovulating, Mm -hmm. they are having their periods, but what are some subtle changes that they'll start to notice, or they should pay attention to that is starting to give you warning signs like, Hey, you're starting to get depleted or you're starting to have, you know, your liver needs more support or what are some like underlying things that are pretty common that you know of, but maybe, you know, the client may not realize or recognize. Sure. So a big one, especially that I see could be acne and that's a big one with liver. I mean, especially acne, like forehead and even chin and cheek like that, even though that's more hormonal, I, there's a huge liver tie with acne, especially before your period, our environmental toxins and our alcohol consumption that gets first priority in terms of detox through the liver. So if that's a big part of your lifestyle or even a minimal, minimal part, but you struggle with it, your hormones can take a, a beating for that. And, you know, they're going to continue to recycle and kind of wreak, wreak havoc on your skin. If, if that's something you're prone to headaches is a really big one insatiable cravings. Um, that's a really big one. So like I said, progesterone is going to stimulate your appetite, but not to the point that you're sitting in your pantry and you're like downing everything and anything. And you're not feeling satisfied. That's a really, really, really big sign that you're depleted, especially in high quality anti-inflammatory fat and healthy protein. That's at least, especially the biggest that I see with women. Like they get to the end of the day, like they kind of had like really small meals, like just kind of nibbly. And then they get to the end of their day and they're like, oh my God, I literally could eat a box of X, Y, Z, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) And so that's a really big sign you're depleted. So if you're making sure that you're eating two to three, super, super, super nutrient dense meals per day, like, you know, three to four hours in between to allow for optimal digestion, adequate protein. I tell women aim for like 30 to 40 grams minimum, because then you're, you'll make sure you're over a hundred at least on the day, especially if you're more active, especially if you're weight training, you know, it's so, so important. Protein and healthy fats are essential building blocks for the body, you know, and then, you know, having carbs, smart carbs, right? Like not having, not having them by themselves. So it's going to create a blood sugar spike, having them with a meal, having them in an adequate portion. And then also knowing like how they do for you. Like, if you know that you have rice, you're going to be hungry in two hours. Like maybe that's not a great card for you. Maybe you have to switch to something like a sweet potato or beets or carrots or whatever, like really kind of noticing how food impacts your body is also really important because we're all very different. Food is going to affect us all very different, even healthy food. So just, just knowing that, like, I think my biggest goal for people that I help is really just helping them understand their body. Like, yes, I'm the doctor. Yes. I'm the professional. Yes. Like this is my jam, but like, I I don't live in your body. I don't know what it feels like to be in your body. And so I'm here to help you guide 
to see like what fits your lifestyle. But like, I can't tell you, oh yeah, you're not going to do good with rice or, oh, you know what? Like you should just eat this and like, never worry about how you feel. Like that's such a disservice to you because our bodies are changing, they're healing, they're adapting, whatever. So it's really, really, really important for like you to be empowered to like, want to notice these things and really take it into your own hands. Yeah, for sure. I always tell my clients, like, you know, more about what your body needs and wants than I do. It's, Mm -hmm. that's why it's important. Like, you know, for what I do, like I really listen to the client, right. Mm-hmm. Cause they may not tie in different supplements, herbs, or foods with how they're feeling, but as long as they can really tune into how their body's feeling, then we can step in and make some suggestions. So mm-hmm. when you were talking about protein, 30 to 40 grams, do you mean every meal? So like for At every meal, minimum a hundred grams of protein a day, I'd say that's even like bare minimum. Like that's if you are active, I do, I recommend more than that. So yeah. like, for example, like I, I aim for like my lean body mass, which is, I don't know, like 120, 130 grams per day. I weigh like 140, 145. So I aim f- for that because I know that that's what works for me. I'm very, very active. I lift a lot. And so like, that's, I know what I need to maintain my muscle mass, to maintain my metabolism. But like, you know, someone who just might walk a few times a week, like maybe you, you do good with like a hundred to 110, but like most women are not even eating that much. And then they're wondering why they have such insatiable cravings. Like they want to binge. They aren't getting lean from their activity. Like they're just kind of like that skinny fat, like protein is that nutrient that we all need. I always remind clients that, you know, if you think about it, the number one abundant thing in the body is water. The second thing is amino acids, which is Mm -hmm. what proteins made up of. So you have to give your body those foundational building blocks. It's like incredibly important. So if you were to say to someone listening, what are three things you could do every day to support your hormones? What would those three things be? Ooh, okay. One and most important, this is like the least sexy, the one that no one wants to hear, but that's getting adequate sleep because that is true. That's like, that's where our body detoxifies. That's where we make a majority of our hormones. That's where we restore, replenish, we reduce our cortisol. So that's most important. Number two would be eating whole foods, like whole nutrient dense foods. Like did this, did this food have a head or did it grow in the ground? Like, yes or no, because if not, it's processed and is, is going to be wreaking havoc on our gut. And it's not going to be as beneficial to our hormones. I'm not saying you can never eat, you know, whatever X, Y, Z food, but like, if we can stick to a majority whole food diet, like that's, that's truly where most people are missing, right? Like most people are spending the majority of the time in between those middle aisles of the grocery store. They're picking up all the things that say natural or gluten-free or healthy. Whereas you know what? None of the stuff on the outside of the grocery store has any type of labeling because it doesn't, because it doesn't have a marketing department and it doesn't need to convince you that it's healthy because it just automatically is better for you. So that's where I typically like shop on the perimeter of your store, stock up on healthy meats, healthy protein sources, all the different variety of seasonal and fresh fruits and vegetables, all the healthy fats, like stock up on all those, because that's what a majority of your diet should be consisting of. And then the third one would be to, oh gosh, it's a hard one. I'd I'd say the third one would be to support your liver, especially when it deals with hormone stuff, because we live in a very toxic world (laughs) and like, there's just no getting around it because like, even though I really try to live as low tax of a life as possible, like I live in a neighborhood, people spray their lawns. Like I'm, you know, 
we just are exposed. You know, you, you grab the receipt at the grocery store, which I actually tell them like, no, I don't need the receipt. Like there's so many things that we're exposed to because of the chemicals of the ink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the film, like on the paper, the, the I forget film. what compound it is. It's like, it's a big endocrine disruptor. And so, yeah, it's like that white kind of what's on the receipt papers. I can't think of the name right off the top of my head, but like, yeah, that's, it's a big endocrine disruptor, right? Like the lotion you're putting on the skin, your skincare, your beauty, like the, your every, I mean, start with your home because we spend a majority of our time there, especially now, but like, that's probably the biggest way I can say to support your livers. Look at the products that you're using, you know, see like, what are the ingredients? How are they impacting me? And then support your liver with lots of different food options. Like I think the eating liver is one of the most nutrient dense things that we can do. It's amazing for your hormones and like supports like, so eating liver will support your own things like beets, carrots, cruciferous vegetables, broccoli sprouts, all of those foods are so, 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 so supportive of your liver. So even though we're exposed to a toxic world, which if we can do what we can to support it, that's great. Eating those liver supporting foods, moving and sweating, because that's a really big way that we get rid of endocrine disruptors and heavy metals. So whether that's just a walk, maybe it's sitting in an Epsom salt bath, maybe it's sitting in a sauna, you know, so many different things. I'm a fan of all the above. And I do all the above all the time, just because of how I realized before I really started getting my hormone thing, like how much I struggled to detox. Like I never sweat. I really just struggled with like getting things out. And so when I did start sweating, I was like, oh my gosh, like I would almost have like die off reactions, like Herxheimer reactions. And I was like, wow. So that is now a staple in my diet. I know that I don't handle alcohol super well. I know that I have certain mutations that just kind of predispose me to being a little bit more prone to liver stuff. And that's something I've learned on my journey and something I really kind of tell people that to know if it's them, because, you know, I can't go out and drink alcohol every weekend and just act like everything's okay. Cause I, <laughs> it doesn't, it, it doesn't agree with me. Okay. And so I just know how to live my lifestyle that I enjoy. I can still be social, but like, I really do focus on these things on a daily basis. I have like these daily detox practices, like I said, with the moving, the sweating, the nutrient dense food grounding, I use certain like essential oils to help and foods like cilantro and, you know, all these really like simple and easy things that I just kind of like add into my day to kind of support myself on a daily basis. And I really, so in summary, supporting your liver, nutrient dense foods and sleep, like your hormones will thank you tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Hey, so what do you, okay. So this has come up a lot recently with some of the clients I see there's these programs out there where people are eating 500, 700 calories, but it's all that packaged food and they're losing a lot of weight. They're only eating that processed foods. And, um, what, I mean, what do you say to someone who is like, well, this, this is working for me because I'm losing all the weight, but yet you and I know from a biological standpoint, there's some deficiencies really going on. Um, if someone went on something like that, they lost the weight. How would you, how would you warn them or suggest to them? Because there is going to be a hormone kind of collapse going on later on. Um, Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) So what's funny is like, those people aren't coming to me, like as they're losing the weight, they're coming to me after they've done those programs. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know why, but I weigh more than I ever have in my life. Yeah. Or like, I don't know why, but my periods are horrible or they're missing or like, there are ramifications to extremes of all sorts. Yeah. And we are not children. We are not small children. We are adults who need more than 500 calories. 
calories a day. And I see this a lot, especially because I work with a lot of people who are in the bodybuilding world and like they are sometimes eating 1200 calories before a show and like they get super lean and they lose their period. And then like (laughs) anything that's extreme is not sustainable. So you might lose weight, but that like you, we have to build something in that's going to be sustainable for you because if it's not sustainable, like you might lose weight, but you are going to gain it all back because any type of extreme is a stressor. And so what does stress make us do? Stress typically makes us hold. So like if you were super extreme in dieting, like 500 calories to a thousand, I've seen those. And I can't believe that's even a thing. I I really can't. Like, I can't believe a company is like, I feel good about putting this out on the market. Cause (laughs) like, that's just so unright to me. So, you know, when you do those things, that's like your body is in like fight or flight because it's not getting all the nutrition that it needs. You might be losing weight, but when you start to get food back, you have to think of like, okay, if we were out in the wild and we were going through like a time of famine, okay, we're going to get lean. But then when we start to eat again, it makes sense for the body to be like, let's hold on to this because we don't know when another famine is coming. And I see that a lot with people who are like on this yo-yo roller coaster of dieting all the time, because like the body's just so confused. It feels unsafe. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to protect. So that's why it kind of has those hormone ramifications because it's all our bodies that literally ever trying to do is protect us. Mm -hmm. So if it shuts down your ovulation and it shuts down your period or makes you have horrible period symptoms, it's not doing that because it hates you. It's doing it because it's literally trying to tell you stop what you're doing because I don't like this. You know, it's the same thing with weight. And I, I see that a lot because women, a lot of times come to me because like weight is the biggest thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I understand, like we want, I want everyone I work with to like, love their body, love like where they're at and be at a, be at a comfortable place that they feel good. in. And I think that's totally possible. Like we can be lean and happy and healthy, but like we have to find what that balance looks like, but we also have to find out like, why are we having weight loss resistance in the first place? Right. Yeah. That's key. Why is it, why is it hard for you to lose weight in the first place? And then what would you say a good rule of thumb is if someone is on a weight loss journey, because you know, a lot of times people go on those crash diets, but if you were to do, you know, a sustainable diet where essentially you're just eating real whole foods, right? About how much weight do you see to be sustainable for someone to lose per week when they are doing that? If say they have 50 pounds to lose. I think one pound a week is, is really sustainable. And like, don't be obsessed about stepping on the scale every day because you are going to change every time you step on the scale. And like, I know people, and I've worked with people who step on the scale multiple times a day, and that's not good for your mental health. Like you got to weigh yourself like first thing in the morning and don't do it every day. Like maybe do it like once a week, if that's what your goal is. Mm -hmm. And there are different reasons why the scale might be up. Most of the time, it's not because of fat. Like if you're fluctuating between a pound or two, it's water, stress, like, et cetera. I really like the in-body scans because they kind of, they tend to tell you a little bit more about like body fat percentage and muscle mass, which that's what I'm really concerned about. Cause when you have more muscle, you are just automatically going to have less fat because it's a more metabolically active organ. Like it's, it's going to cause you to burn more calories. Like I'm literally burning more calories at rest as opposed to someone who might not have as much muscle as I do. And I'm not saying you need to like walk around like Hulk Hogan, right? Like, especially as women, we're not going to get there unless you're taking added things. Um, but that's why I'm a huge, huge proponent of strength training, especially as we age, it's, 
it's the most like empowering thing I honestly feel like I've ever done. Um, but it's also really great for weight loss. Um, the more muscle we have, and that's why protein is so important. So kind of getting back to your question, I think, yeah, a pound a week is definitely doable, but also don't obsess over the scale. Like most people, I tell them like, I don't even want you to step on it. Like, I don't want you to step on it, period. End of story. Like, honestly, just throw it out. You can take progress pictures, which that's, I feel like tells you the the most about like how your body's changing. Cause you can physically see the change. That's what I like to go off of. I don't like going off of the scale. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Progress pictures are how your clothes are fitting, how mm-hmm. you're feeling. Um, so important. Well, Dr. Haley, thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else that you would like to leave the listeners with? Yeah, I would. Again, just reminding people common does not mean normal. So if you are struggling with hormonal stuff, whether it's acne, weight loss, resistance, painful periods, missing periods, whatever, like just because that's really common and is often just given the birth control pill, it doesn't mean that you can't do some inner healing and find that root cause and just be optimal because so many people, I just see so many people in society, just like just under functioning. Like they're not optimal. Like their brain isn't there. Like they're tired. They're fatigued, like whatever it is, like why we're only on this earth for like a very not long time. Why would we not want every single day to just be like the best, you know, like, and, and I really truly am just passionate about that. You know, I lost my mom and she was super young. And like, I feel like that's a big reason why, like, I don't, I don't want to just be subpar. Like I want to literally live for a while, but like live really well. And I don't want to have symptoms. I don't want to dread. Oh my gosh. I don't want to look at myself in the mirror. Oh my gosh. I'm getting my period again. I just wish it would go away. Like, I don't want any of those negative dreads because life is way too short for any of that. Yeah. Oh, amen to that sister. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You gave so many wonderful tips and I just appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.